So yeah, Barrington, the man, being sent across to take the corner kick, and Jamie Sneddon, as you say, up. What a story. <laughs> the man of the match, can he add to it here? Barrington to take. Swings it in. It's towards Sneddon. He gets the header! Oh, 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 my oh, my oh, my header! Oh, my goodness! What a goal from Jamie Sneddon! Barrington lands it right on his head! And Jamie Sneddon with the flanked header into the corner. And this will have the latest of late equalisers. And Jamie Sneddon is the scorer. Unbelievable. I'd said he was man of the match. And, well, I said I want to make sure I, I said it before <laughs> before he went up for that corner and scored. My word, I've seen it all now. Wow. Wow. Jamie Sneddon. Hello and welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw, a weekly podcast covering all things Partick Thistle. Joining me this week to look back on Saturday's dramatic 1-1 draw up in Cove, Rhys Aldane. Rhys, how are you? Hi, very good, thanks. I'm really looking forward to discussing this one and I'm sure we all know why, so really, really buzzing for it. Jamie McDonald's here. Jamie, are you good? Yeah, I'm good as well. Yeah, like we said, this is a it's gonna be a funny podcast and good one to discuss. And rounding off our panel is serial pitch invader David Forrest. David, how are you? <laughs> you know something, right? See, but when we were watching the game just before a couple of minutes before the end, I was sitting there thinking about the podcast we were gonna have, and I am so eternally glad that this is the podcast that we're doing because the one I had in my head was a far more miserable, morose podcast about how much of a fucking dump Cove was and how bad we were. So, so incredibly glad that this is um, what we're doing now. Buzzing. Uh, Before we get into the madness of the the conclusion of Saturday's game, we'll start, as we always do, with a look at the starting level. There were two changes with Lee Hodson and Cammy Smith coming in for Stuart Bannigan and the suspended Ross Dockery. It was the the same nine, other than that, that took the field against Kelty the week before. Reese, I'll start with you. What did you think of that starting 11 on Saturday? Ah, uh, it's, it's a weird one because, of course, you're, you're missing your captain, which we all knew was going to be the case with suspension, and then uh, Bannigan drops it. I think he must have been carrying a, a wee niggle from last week. So you're, you're losing two pretty influential players. Um, and Hodgson's he's been all right. It's no ideal, but he's doing enough. And of course, Cammy Smith came in, and it's him every week he comes under criticism, and for obvious reasons, because he just doesn't seem to be doing enough on the park. But every time you see these guys in the team sheet, you always get behind them and go, "Today might be the day that he, he proves his worth." Um, I don't really think it was, to be honest. He's running out of chances, but you, you back them when you see the team, and you just hope that things come together. But that was my, my initial thoughts when the when the lineup dropped. 
Jamie, what about you? Your thoughts on the team? Yeah, very similar, to be honest. Uh, obviously, it's disappointing to see when you're Barrigan not fully fit to start. <clears throat> Such an influential player for us. And, yeah, we were without doubt because of the concussion rule and doctor and suspension. That's key players missing him. That midfield always looks a little bit weak. Well, this doesn't give Phil you with huge amounts of confidence, but yeah, I thought, I thought the midfield did okay, but we definitely were not at our best. And I think when we get some more key players, by the way, whenever Hope comes back from injury, I'm not sure when that is. And Doc from suspension, I think we'll look a lot stronger. David, if it's okay with you, I'm going to read you a message that you sent me at 12.33 on Saturday. You said, got a normal supporters bus, but picked the one that didn't stop at Stonehaven. Distraught. Cove is fucking grim, by the way. Did you have a good Saturday afternoon pre-match? <laughs> no, no, um, no, no. Um, so, yeah, it's, Cove is definitely at the, the 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 sort of the relegation battle of the forty-two of enjoyable away days. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's not in Aberdeen. It's not in Stonehaven. And it's not like we couldn't have stopped off at Stonehaven. I literally got on the bus and it was there for about five, ten past ten. We were literally just driving out of Glasgow and I was buzzing, ready for my fish supper at Stonehaven. For those who don't know, there are two chippies in Stonehaven. There's the bay, which was once rated in the top 20 places to eat in the world, full stop. Not fish and chips, not Scotland. Top 20 places to eat in the world. And they're right, it is incredible. It is unbelievable. They also have the other chippy down the road, which won like the World Cup of Fish and Chips in 2020. People, long-time listeners of the podcast, will know I am an absolute bastard for a fish supper. And I had fully like got myself into the zone that I was getting a, I was getting a fish supper and I was getting like a proper top tier of fish supper and had to end up with a Burger King, which is still good, but you know, you know, there's levels. We got to the ground two and a half hours before kickoff. I, I, I have no idea why. So we could have definitely stopped off for an hour in Stonehaven and got there with plenty of time to spare. Alas, not. There's fuck all there. There's a post office depot. There's an IKEA and a Burger King. The place is just grim. The next, the nearest pub outside of the social club is a mile and a half away um, you can't even go and people ask me they wanted to buy a bottle of wine for the from Mambrit's bus the way back home there's nowhere to buy it unless you go to Macro and buy 48 fucking bottles of the stuff you're, you're not getting any drink or anything like that there the ground is it's, it's just really cold and soulless and it just goes to show what the, the sort of nonsense you have to endure to get the diamonds in the rough you can't just turn up to the big games and have these moments you need to go to the frankly fucking awful away day at Cove and not have your fish supper and you know just sit in the freezing fucking cold getting nearly gassed out by smoke bombs because someone thought it was a good idea to fucking do it in the in the wee tiny tin shed stand that they had while everyone was singing 12 Days of Archie. They, they, literally, un- until the, this Nedden goal, the 12 Days of Archie was the only redeeming feature. Um, the fans are well up for it. We just did not give a performance 
that matched that, to be honest. So no, um, no, I wasn't having a great day before the game, and to be honest, during the game. <laughs> what did you make of the performance overall on, on Saturday? I, I sadly missed it, but it did sound like a bit of a, a slog before all the drama at the end. I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there. It, it really wasn't a great ninety minutes of turgid, slow stuff. Like f- f- to be honest, we had the majority of the ball, especially in the second half. Like I mean, first half we started. I was about to say we started well. We were one 0 down after six minutes, but it was a bright opening five minutes from ourselves. Cammy Smith had that shot from distance, and um, the keepers turned it around the post, and we were kind of putting a wee bit of pressure on. But of course, they broke, went one 0 up, and it was just, it was a really poor first half from from both sides. It was two poor teams, to be honest. Second half, it was it was all us, to be honest. We had probably, if you're looking at possession wise, 65, 70 percent of possession, but we weren't doing anything with it. And the build up play, as I mentioned, was so slow, and it, it didn't even look like we were going to score. Um, and Cove Rangers broke on us. I'm thinking three times where they had they had a one on one, where the boy the boy should have had. He should have hit it, but he's tried to round Snedden and Snedden's uh, done well to, to get a hand to it and eventually gets the gets the loose ball. Um, another one where Snedden's tipped round the post, a brilliant save, um, and then a third with a one-on-one again. This is about the 90th minute, I think. The one-on-one. You think And I actually round Snedden this time, but Muirhead gets back to win the ball off him. So that's three, three ones they've almost done us in the break. But as I mentioned, we could have played another two weeks and we wouldn't have scored a normal goal, as you would say. And it was always going to be a case of just an absolute freak thing that happened to get us back in the game. And of course, Snedden, who'd kept us in the, the game all afternoon, pops up with that goal. That it's just it's, it's actually hilarious because I've been going to football every week now for 15, 16 years. And you never, it's one of the things you just write off. You say, I'll never see that happen. Like, you that's a one in a million thing. You don't even see that happen on telly. It ha- it's once in a blue moon and you can't believe it. And you're laughing about it for days. And it's on every sort of sports sports football page in the world. They're posting it and that. So far, the Partick Thistle goalie to score, it's just mental because I, I, I wasn't even watching the box. I, I was kind of in the I was in the process of leaving the ground. So I was next to the corner flag at the time, and I was watching. It was it looked like Weston was going to take it. Then Bannigan ran over. So I was just watching Bannigan. I just. I see him hit the ball and I turn around and I go, fuck, Snedden's up for us. And it just it aims right for his head. And you just, it's one of the things you're like, yeah, he's not even going to head this. But it was a, a belter of a header that any centre half would be proud of. And when that happens, like, you just can't control yourself. I was on the park. You can't even know going apart for that. On the park for a point at Cove Rangers, the standards are slipping. But it's just one of the ones. It doesn't matter if it's Blythe Spartans or doesn't matter if you're playing away to Barca at the new camp, whoever it is, if you score a last minute equaliser, last minute winner, the excitement takes over. And when it's a keeper, it's just times a thousand. So it's one of the ones you just I'm so happy that I was there to see that because it's one that will live long, long in the memory. But that being said, an absolute brutal performance. We did, we probably did deserve a draw just in terms of the amount of ball that we had, but a very, very bad game with two poor sides. And Cove Rangers, to be honest, they had their chances. So You've got to feel for them, but you play till the end, and, and and thankfully something like that happens. Jamie, I'll ask for your thoughts on the the Snedden goal as well. But do you think we were worthy of a point on Saturday? I mean, it was a pretty terrible game overall. Like we said, I think it was two poor teams, and I don't think either team was up to much to be honest. But the final ball all day was terrible, especially for myself. Like 
usually we put in one or two good deliveries, but I only remember about one, to be honest, and that was banned against Corinth delivery to Sneddon. And yeah, like, it does take a freak moment, like you said, like something like Sneddon scoring. I mean, it is such an enjoyable moment, and it almost you come away from that feeling like you've won just because, I mean, obviously we've not, and it doesn't cover up that we were absolutely terrible all day, but just the kind of elation of it's night fifth minute and your goalkeeper has just scored a head on it's the first festival keeper to score in 101 years and the only festival keeper to score that from not a penalty and i'd love to know why festival keeper took a penalty like a regular penalty in 1921 i'd love to know why that was but anyway yeah it's just such a moment and yeah on the park as well and people say it's tim Pogba on the park for a draw a cove but oh come on it's your, it's your goalkeeper scoring in the last minute and when does that ever happen and it's probably never going to happen again so yeah, it's not, it wasn't a good performance. We were pretty terrible. I don't think Cole were good either. But it's going to be a memorable game purely for the fact that Sneddon's just popped up in the last minute. And yeah, it's quite kind of wild scenes. David, where does that moment rank in terms of, of moments you've seen supporting Thistle? Oh, I mean, like, in terms of the moment itself, it, it's, the, it's the juxtaposition. It is literally, before that corner happens... I had fully accepted that McCall was gone and I was watching the last 90 seconds of the McCall era. Absolutely, I was I was waiting on no Jagsone interview, everyone in the bus speculating why, and then at half seven, an announcement from the club that Ian McCall has been sacked. That I was fully checked out and did not expect him to last. I was fully... He he has to go. He will go. There's no redeeming here. He is absolutely fucked. We are throwing four men up front. Sneddon's going up for the goal. He is absolutely flailing for ideas here and it's not going to work. So I had fully made peace with it that he was gone and that was it. And we were just going to have this awful, awful day and that is it. So when, when Sneddon goes up and you're like... So I, I said to Jamie... Obviously, I never pitch invaded before. I need a proper moment. And then I was with Connor, our friend Connor, um, and I said to him, if Sneddon scores us, I'm on the pitch. Like, literally, verbatim, just before the corner was taken. And then when it goes in, you're like, well, you kind of need to. So to have made my peace and accepted, it's done. McCall ball is done. We are done. The title's over. All of that. To then have that incredible moment. It it was it's just the sheer extremes. It's going from total acceptance that you're fucked to everything swiveling and changing. It's it it honestly will will last with me until the day I die. I will be recanting this to whoever will fucking listen in the Woody when I am ninety five years old or whatever about it. It's it's literally I've never been on a a, a juddering roller coaster like that of just you're here now you're here within about five seconds it is basically in the top three moments is that the hamilton 6-1 and uh, fitzpatrick against Dundee united those are the three and i think it's just that sort of ma- maelstrom of people just jumping on and stuff like that and yeah it is incredible it's a 1-1 against cove let's not patch over we didn't i don't think we deserved a point we were fucking rotten and that actually made it even better for me so we did not deserve this in any way whatsoever and we still get the point so it's it is up there as like i as as i said we probably will never see it again 
and I'm so glad that I went. Reese, I think it was you that tweeted that Jamie Snedden has saved Ian McCall's job. Do you think that was the case? Do you think McCall was in, in real danger if, if it finished 1-0 on Saturday? I do think so, because so as I was saying, it's just football, it's, it's a funny old game, because like Snedden, we know how he's been treated in the last couple of seasons almost. Like New keepers always come in and sort of dislodge him. And he's had to bide his time this season as well. Obviously, Mitchell being the first choice and um, Mitchell was ill for Aki's away. I think that's when Snedden came in and Snedden was in for a bit, then back out and then in and out. And uh, now it looks like he's going to get a run because we obviously had back-to-back clean sheets. And as you say, he's, 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 he's essentially saved Ian McCall's job. Um, and I do think that probably is the case. It, it should be the case anyway, as I've mentioned before. I don't know if our, our current board would have the sort of the balls to sack McCall at, at this current point in time. But I mentioned a few weeks ago, McCall needs to, he can't afford to lose um, against, was it Arbroath, Kelty, or Cove? Um, and it looked like we were heading for for that loss um, up until Snedden pops up with a goal. The, the most unlikeliest of scorers, it's, it's stuff that you almost can't even write, like in a pantomime. So it's, it's just funny. And I, I generally, they're just waiting for Snedden to be dropped now again. And they could all be waiting for a chap in his door. I fucking saved you your job. Now you dropped me. But aye. Fair play to Snedden. I'm, I'm actually happy for him because <laughs> just imagine how he was feeling when that goal went and after like, all the stuff that he's, he's had to endure. So fair play to the boy, man. He must be absolutely buzzing. Jamie, have you got anything to add on Ian McCall? Yeah, I kind of agree as well that I think McCall was on very shaky ground if we'd lost that game. I remember saying to David, like, at one point when he, like, we almost opened four up front because we had Graham, Mullen, Weston and Tiffany playing as an almost front four, kind of. And I said to David, I was like, what formation are we even playing anymore? And I was like, this isn't like McCall chucking on loads of attacking players. Usually, you know, he throws on, like, a centre-back when we need a goal or something like that. And David just turned to me and said, I think he knows he's gone. And that's why he's just thrown on attacking players. He just needs a goal to save his job. And I think he genuinely could have been gone. And yeah, obviously you don't know how this board's gonna act right now with all the kind of chaos. But even so, he really would have been on shaky grounds. And especially with the fans, I feel like most of the fans would have turned on him at that point if we'd lost to Colvin. Yeah, James Ned and yeah, he saved his job almost. It does seem like that. Right, I'm going to now pitch to you all, right? And I had this idea on Saturday night, and I think Reese, you sent in, uh, somebody else tweeted it into the into the chat. Uh, I'm going to pitch it, and you you three can be the, the committee and vote on it. I'm going to pitch for Jamie Snedden to be inducted into the, the Partick Thistle Hall of Fame. And I'll start this by caveat, and I know lots of fans still are a bit unsure about Snedden's credentials as the number one goalkeeper, but, but hear me out, right? Here's my case. Firstly, he holds the record for consecutive clean sheets for Partick Thistle, which is eight in the 21-22 season. And he's also tied second on this list with five in the 2020-21 season. He also holds the joint record with Kenny Campbell for the most competitive clean sheets in a single season. That's 21 last season. And that was a season where he was dropped at the start of the season. As Jamie mentioned earlier, he's the first goalkeeper to score for Thistle in 101 years since Rab Barnard scored a penalty, and he's the only goalkeeper to score for Thistle 
and open play. If a Hall of Fame is all about recognising individual achievements, contributions to a football club, there's not much more you can sort of contribute than that as a goalkeeper. He's also kept 39 clean sheets in 90 games for Thistle, which is a clean sheet percentage of 43, and that is higher than both of the current goalkeepers in the Hall of Fame, Alan Ruff and Kenny Arthur. And again, I'll go back to the fact that I know fans are a bit, some fans aren't convinced by Sneddon. He is a little bit prone to the, the error. But you look at guys in the Hall of Fame, you look at Chris Erskine, you're not telling me that Chris Erskine never played tens of terrible games for Thistle, but he was capable of moments of magic. Sneddon, as proven, is capable of moments of magic. Sneddon, in his 90 appearances, has won Thistle points by himself. And my last point would be, after Alan Ruff's comments last week, I think we need a new goalkeeper in the Hall of Fame anyway. And I'd just like to thank the Thistle Archive for their help with collating all that information on Jamie Sneddon. If you have the chance, you should visit the Thistle Archive website. It is a, an excellent resource full of Thistle information and statistics. So thank you to William from the Thistle Archive for his help with that. So there's my pitch, Jamie Sneddon, Hall of Fame. David, Jamie, Reese, you're the panel. What were you voting? David, I'll start with you. So I think Saturday was the rubber stamp on it of you can make a case for a league title winning goalkeeper, a guy who holds a clean sheet record and the second place clean sheet record and his clean sheet percentage. And the fact that he's been here, am I right saying he's been here for longer than Cherney and Fox? He's been here since 2017. So this is his... Sixth season. Fifth, sixth year. Yes, he's there longer than Cherney, possibly longer than Fox, possibly longer than Tuffy, because Tuffy was only like four or five years, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, so he's been here for longer than all of them. Obviously, he's had his ins and outs, but he has been been here. And yeah, I mean, he's won a title. He's he's the only one to score from open play. He's got so many clean sheet records and all that. Yeah, why not? I think that Saturday was a rubber stamp. And it's not just recency bias. I think you had a good case before, but that's that's the sort of thing you want. And yeah, definitely. I would also add in as well, I know he was here for two relegation seasons, but he only made six appearances of both across both relegation seasons he was here off. So he's a very positive influence when he is on the field. Uh, Jamie, I'll come to you next. What way is your vote going? Kind of what I said in the chat the other day when we were talking about it, I think he needs to be here for a bit longer to get a Hall of Fame introduction because induction, sorry, because yes, he holds numerous records and yes, he does hold a league title with us. And yes, he scored a goal and he's the only goalkeeper to do it from open play and in over a century. But I think he just needs to be here a little bit longer. I mean, Sneddon's only been here for about five years. I think he'd need to stay for a couple more seasons and if we, say, won, I don't know, the championship with him, I think if we won the championship with him, then yes, he could definitely get inducted in. Because that would be like a huge reason he won two titles, holds all these records, scored a goal. But if he stays for a couple more years, especially if we won the championship, then yeah, I'm, I'm saying yes. But right now, I think it's a little bit too soon, but I definitely think he's on track. That's the way I'd say it. And Reese, I, I think I know what way you're going to vote, Reese, but I wonder if I've swayed you there. <laughs> well, you already know what I'm going to say. Three words. Get to fuck. There's no, <laughs> there's no way because I, I, Jamie Sneddon's fine, good keeper, and there's no denying any of those records that they're brilliant achievements. But as as you mentioned, he's played 90 games. 90 games 
isn't enough to be in a Hall of Fame. And you also mentioned two relegation seasons, but he only made six appearances. He only made 10 appearances, 10 league appearances in the year that we won the league, albeit it was a, a, a shortened season. But it was in and out the team with Kieran Wright at that point as well, when they both matched each other for the amount of clean sheets they got that year. So not not for me, not just now anyway. Obviously, as Jamie's mentioned, if he comes in and uh, was to, to win another league title with us and stay about for a bit more, like you say, he's been here for five years. In that five year, I don't think he made his debut until um, 2020, though. Remember, I went to Steny. Um, so, not for me. I don't think he's, he's, he should be anywhere. That's not even a conversation for me. He's like, you know, I sent it in the chat and I was howling at it. But if there's anyone that should be in the, the Hall of Fame from a current team to be inducted next, it's going to be Stephen Wallace. Um, I, I, personally, I think Sneddon is a, is a good bit away at the moment. I don't disagree with your Wallace uh, shout, Reese. David, that was a tough panel. Me and you can continue to, to bang that drum for, for the foreseeable, and I'm sure we'll get shot down by it plenty. Can we have the Jamie Snedden lounge instead of the Alan Ruff lounge? Right, that's that's plan B if he's not going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, we will break there for the second of our Draw, Lose or Draw quiz semi-finals. To our second semi-final in our draw lose or draw quiz tournament. This time up we have Kieran Ashen, the winner of Group B, against Jamie McDonald, the runner-up in Group A. Kieran, it was a, an impressive performance for you in the group stages. How are you feeling going into the semi-final? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm very surprised to be here in the semi-finals now. I know the, the calibre of who I'm up against. It's very, very good opponents, and especially Jamie, who I'm obviously uh, coming to get, uh, coming up against uh, tonight. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And Jamie, you were the runner-up in Group B, B uh, Group A, I should say. Sorry, but you did get a couple of wins under your belt in that group. How are you feeling going into the semi-final today? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and similar to what Kieran said, everyone's been. Really good so far. I was enjoying listening to the, the other group's ones on the podcast. And yeah, it's going to be a tough one. And it was good listening to the Heather and Reese's one as well. So very good calibre for everyone that's left. We will follow the same format as our first semi-final in the first round. You'll each get five questions on your, your nominated specialist season um, for a point each. But your opponent can steal these answers for for two points. And then we will go on to the, the guest the season themed round two. You've both picked similar seasons. You've both picked top flight seasons. Kieran, you've picked the 2014-15 the season. And Jamie, you have picked the 2013-14 season. So I'm expecting uh, good scores here and I'm expecting a few steals if there are any slip-ups because you both seem to have a, a similar amount of knowledge for this, this Thistle era. Kieran, as you won your group, I will start with you. Your question won for a point on the 14-15 season. Thistle kicked off their league campaign on what day of the week? Um, was that Tuesday night? It wasn't. Jamie, 
for us still. Was it a Wednesday night? It was, Jamie. Well done. It was a 4 and a 1 over Ross County on a Wednesday night. So, Jamie, you take a 2-0 lead straight away. Jamie, your question one. Who scored the first league goal at Hill? And this is the 13-14 season. So, who scored the first league goal at Hill? Adam, you're ahead of the penalty. Yep, well done, Jamie. A 3-0 lead for you. Kieran, who were the only team that Thistle won a match against in this season's Scottish Cup? So we're talking about the 14-15 season. Who were the only team Thistle defeated in the Scottish Cup that year? Um, was it Hamilton? Yeah, well done, Kieran. It was, it was Hamilton. A point for you. You're on the board. Jamie, Thistle conceded five goals twice in single matches against Celtic and against who else in the 13-14 season? Motherwell. Yeah, it was Motherwell. Well done, Jamie. Take a 4-1 lead. Kieran, your question three. Kieran, your question three. Who wore the number seven shot for Thistle during this season? Um, Craigan. Yeah, good answer, Kieran. It was James Craigan. And Jamie, your question three. Lyle Taylor scored two in Thistle's first home win of the season in a 3-1 victory over Aberdeen. Who scored the other goal? Conrad Baldoni. Yeah, well done, Jimmy. A 5-2 lead for you. Kieran, your question four. Jake Carroll joined Partick Thistle on loan from which English club? Tranmere, not a clue. <laughs> That's not it, Jamie, for a steal. Huddersfield Town. Yeah, well done, Jamie. A good two points still for you there. So you take a 7-2 lead. And Jamie, your question four. Can you name the Congolese player who made just one appearance for Thistle during this season? Big heck on McKendie. Gone but not yeah. forgotten. <laughs> well done, Jamie. You're, you're romping into an 8-2 lead now with a question each to go. Kieran, your final question on the 14-15 season. Who played the most games in goal for Thistle this season? Scott Fox. Well done, Kieran. That's right. That, that was a tricky one. To You might have stumbled there. Scott Fox had 24 appearances. Gallagher was just behind him on 21. But you went the right way, Kieran. So well done, yeah. And this is your final question, Jamie. To who was Liam Lindsay loaned out to during the 13-14 season? Um, Airdrie? It's not Airdrie. Oh, no, Kieran, is, for a steal, a two-point steal. Um, I'm going to go with Clyde. It's not Clyde, it's Alloa. Alloa, fuck's I think sake. you just got your season. I think Liam Lindsay went. <laughs> yeah, uh, in, he did. In, yeah, in no, yeah. So, Jamie, you do have an 8-3 lead, but Kieran, all is not lost. You could win six points in this round, depending on how it goes. So, this round two is going to be the same as last week's semi-final where I'm going to read out three clues to a 21st century season. And if you get it correct, you will get two points. And if you get it wrong and your opponent steals it, they will win one point. Kieran, I will start with you. Your three clues. Partick Thistle wore a blue away kit during this season. Partick Thistle didn't win a league game away from home until February. And Thistle lost a Scottish Cup quarterfinal replay during this season. Was it 
Yeah, well done, Kieran. Good two points there. You've closed the gap. Jamie, your three clues. Alan Archibald managed Partick Thistle during this season. Clue two. Despite conceding four, five and six goals in single matches, Thistle never conceded just three goals in a single league game this season. And clue three. Thistle won all three cup games that they played at Fur Hill during this season. Um, four, five, and six, did you say? Yep, we conceded four, five, and six in single matches, but we never conceded just three. 16, 17, top six season. That's a really good answer, Jamie. I thought that might have been a, a tricky one with a... Didn't try, I think I didn't think I put any obvious clues in, but you've done well, worked that one out. So you are four points clear of Kieran. With a question each to go. Kieran, I'm afraid you can't um you can't catch Jamie now, he's too far ahead of you, but you can close the gap and make it look like a competitive affair. Kieran, your season. Partick Thistle were relegated this season. That's your clue one. Clue two, Partick Thistle sacked a manager who hadn't won a league game that season. And clue three, Dunfermline eliminated Thistle from the Scottish Cup at the quarter-final stage. Um, I'll go with 2008-2009. Um, it's not that season, Jamie, for us still. Um, four or five. Oh, closer, Jamie. It is the 03-04 season. Jamie, your final question. That's just to, to put a bit of shine on the scoreline. Clue one, Ian McCall managed Thistle during this season. Clue two, Thistle won away cup ties at Stranraer and Stenhouse Muir during this season. And clue three, Thistle drew three league games nil-nil consecutively in this season. It was last season. It was last season, so well done. You have got two points there, and we finished that quiz with Jamie coming out on top with an 11-5 scoreline. Kieran, commiserations. It was it was a good it was a, a valiant effort, and it was a good performance on the whole in the quiz. You won your group, and you made it competitive in the semi-final. How are you feeling going out of this stage? Uh, I, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm even surprised to be here. Uh, Jamie, fantastic. Well done. Good luck in the final. But I'm, I'm a bit deflated as you're obviously going to be, but aye, uh, Jamie's a very good competitor, so wish him luck. Ah, well played, Kim. You got pretty unlucky with that uh, season at the end. I had no idea what was happening either. Jamie, congratulations. You'll meet Reese again, who, who beat you in an in a earlier group stage match. How are you feeling going into that one? Nah, it'll be, it'll be a tough one, the big rematch. Got to be selling PPB for this. Yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to that and um, we'll try and make the questions a little bit harder for you both because you've both proved that you've got a, uh, an encyclopedic knowledge of all things Thistle in recent years especially. So we'll have to test you both in the final, which we you will hear on next week's episode. And thank you for joining us for these semi-final ties.
have a free week this week after being knocked out of the Challenge Cup earlier on in the season at Falkirk. Reese, is it a good time to have a free week now, do you think? To be honest, I, I don't think it is. Um, personally, as a fan, I, I hate having a free week at any time they come around, but I know it was a really bad game and not the, not the greatest of results, but off the back, you had 95th minute equaliser from your keeper. You've got to think that the team will go into the next game with a bit of confidence, and I, I think for Sneddon, it'll be massive for him. Obviously, not, I'm not meaning in terms of he's going to get more goals this season or anything, but I think that his form will take a take a big boost from that in terms of just his, his goalkeeping and stuff. I think he'll be really confident now. Um, and personally, for me, I think you just want the next game to, to come straight away. I'd actually love to have a, a game on a Tuesday night or something after a, a game like that. But um, it's not ideal, to be honest. And uh, you just want the league games to, to come back. I'm kind of glad it's, we don't have the, the sort of iron brew cup, but I wish we did have a league fixture. So uh, just get out, get the football back soon as. David, I, I can't even imagine what you'll be up to on a free Saturday. Have you got any plans? Working. I'm doing my first ever Saturday at work in three years. Why are you doing up playing on Saturday? Because I can't go. No, I'm working till half four. So. Um, we'll finish as we always do with Partridge Thistle this week. And uh, I was sadly down in London for a, a concert on, on Friday night, so I missed the, the Jamie Snedden goal, which I'm absolutely devastated about as a as a former goalkeeper who also did score a last-minute equaliser with a header, I'm absolutely devastated to have missed this probable once-in-a-lifetime thistle moment. So I'm going to ask you all, what have you missed and what have you been devastated about missing in the past? Jamie, I'll start with you. Uh, I think it's reasonably easy both of me thistle-related for me. Back when I was like 11, 12, I didn't go to away games, only went to home games. So I missed both the 2-0 Falkirk game and the 4-2 Hearts game. And to this day, I'm absolutely raging. Still bitter that I missed those games because they would have been unbelievable to go to because I didn't start going to away games till the 14-15 season. So, yeah, I missed those two. Reese. Uh, well, I'll keep it Fissile related this week as well. Um, something equally as rare as that Jimmy Snedden goal. I actually missed the one and only Cammy Smith party Fissile goal. Went wow. for a pie and it was bang on half time and people are telling me that Cammy Smith scored it either. Um, still to this day, I'd, I don't know, I think I've seen the replay, but aye, that's just as big as missing a goal for your goalie. So aye, that's probably something that I'm gutted about not seeing. David? I mean, name your choice. I, I've pretty much every notable Thistle moment since I started going. I didn't go to the championship winning season very much, so um, I didn't go to the Morton game. I did go to the Airdrie game, but I was late and didn't get in. Um, I didn't go to the Falkirk game because I was in Falkirk with my pal. I didn't go to the Hearts game. Basically, I've never been to a Thistle game where they've actually been quite good, basically. I also didn't go to Dylan's testimonial because I was in Japan on holiday. Um, that day as well so yeah I missed them all but um, one game I did go to was obviously the Celtic Invincibles where we drew with them and of course I went for a pish when Adi Aziz scored and had to be like talked off the ledge when people were telling me that Adi Aziz had scored I'm like no I fucking didn't I just did not believe anyone couldn't check it on the BBC website because the BBC website's Barden Parkhead just a, a, a sensational moment that I missed because I was having a pish. Um, so probably that. But you, n- name your moment, I missed it. We will be back next week uh, with a bit of nonsense and to look ahead to another big game at home to Air United. In the meantime, stay safe. <laughs>